number 24. 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verse number 24. You will find these words here. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Verse number 25, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. As oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. I want to talk to you all just briefly today from this subject matter in remembrance of Jesus. In remembrance of Jesus. As often as you do this. You do it in remembrance of me, in remembrance of Jesus. Let me start off by saying that in the institution of the Lord's Supper, Jesus left us a representation of his great sacrifice through which we are to remember both he and what he has done for us in regards to our sins. Just before he died, Jesus gathered his disciples in an upper room to eat the Passover meal. The Passover meal served as an opportunity for the Jews to reflect and consider the magnitude of their Egyptian deliverance by the hand and power of the Almighty God. It was established by God as a commemoration feast through which the Israelites would never forget what he had done. Like the Passover meal, the Lord's Supper, which we're going to take a little later on, provides for us an occasion of celebratory recollection as we come together to observe and partake of this sacred ordinance that is commanded by Jesus, symbolic of Jesus and expressive, once again, of God's intervention within the affairs of mankind. For the purpose of deliverance, salvation, redemption, and recovery, lest we, like the Israelites, should forget. And can I please make this note quickly that With everything that's going on around us, you need to understand that God's hand is in the affairs of mankind. And so the Lord's Supper is significant in many ways and should never be taken lightly, neglected, rejected, replaced, omitted, devalued substituted by something else or ignored by the church. It for us is a meal of divine mercy and of grace 
I don't know about you, but I thank God for his mercy. I thank God for his grace. It means to us and it shows us his compassion. It shows us his kindness. It helps us to look back in gratitude and to look forward in anticipation of what God made and makes possible because of his love for sinful man and because of his willingness to suffer in our place. And so the Lord's Supper is necessary. I said it's necessary. And lest we forget, you know, sometimes we become forgetful. But one thing he says that as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. What are we remembering? We are remembering that we have eternal life, that eternal life is in the future. And we understand that, that the grave have no victory over us, nor death has its sting within us. It's the reason why we sing. It's the reason why we're able to shout. It's the reason why we're able to praise and worship God's great name lest we forget. It reminds us that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions and that Jesus was bruised for our iniquities. It brings to our memory that the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes, we are healed. I think somebody needs to declare right where you're sitting that with his stripes, I'm already healed. I'm healed physically, I'm healed emotionally, I'm healed mentally. With his stripes, we are already healed. It's important because there are many saints who seem to have forgotten. It's important because I've discovered that many will exalt flags over the cross. It's important because the goalposts of a football game in the hearts of many Christians have greater weight than the pole that Moses saw in the wilderness where he had to declare, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. It's important. It's important because with every passing day, week, month, and year, there is the human tendency or inclination to forget. And some of us forget on purpose, and some of us forget as a byproduct of the natural progression of the aging process. You know, as you get older, you begin to forget some things. Oh, come on, be honest with me. Your mind ain't as sharp as it used to be. Some of us used to just give an answer right on the spot without thinking. Now we have to think two or three minutes. Oh, but whatever you do and wherever you go, don't ever forget that as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. When I look over into the book of James, a lesson from the book of James, if we stay out of the mirror long enough, we even forget what we look like. I'm quite sure all of us looked in the mirror sometime today. Oh, I know you did. Don't come on, don't play with me. 
I can see me by your hairdo that you looked in the mirror. Amen. You looked in the mirror to make sure that you looked halfway decent. Well, when 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 you look in the book of James, James says that 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 God's word become like a mirror to us, and it gives us a reflection of ourselves. Well, I need you to know today, if you didn't know it, that the Lord's Supper is a mirror. I'm going to say it again. The Lord's Supper is a mirror. It is our reflection piece. It allows us to frequent opportunities of revisitation and of reacquaintance. Lest we forget and become absent-minded lest we forget and become lifted up in pride and lest we fail to remember who and what made our rebirth possible. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that I've been born again. Oh, somebody, you ought to clap those hands and you ought to say, I'm glad that I've been born again. You heard the cry that you must be born again. And I thank God that I've been born again. We say this because, watch this, the text implies that there's a possibility of forgetfulness. I'm going to say it again. The text implies that there's a possibility of forgetfulness. Why else would Jesus take the bread and give thanks and having broken it, say, do this in remembrance of me. Why else would he, after supper, take the cup? And after stating this cup is the New Testament in my blood, why would he say, do this in remembrance of me? This is not a bare assumption because to forget is all too well confirmed again and again and again in each and every one of our lives. Some of y'all got up this morning and you forgot something. All you was going to do is go from upstairs to downstairs and you still forgot something. Just before service started here today, I forgot to get my water that quick just before service started. I almost forgot to get my communion cup. We just have a tendency to forget. But don't forget wherever you go, whatever you do. He said, as often as you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. Ah, but how can we forget him? How can we dare forget him who has never forgotten us? And I don't know about you, but I'm glad he's never forgotten me. How many of y'all know that even when we miss the mark, even when we're not as faithful as we should be, even when we don't give God thanks the way we ought to give him thanks, he never forget about us. How can we forget him who has never forgotten us? Ah, but how can we disregard him who discounted himself for us? The question has to be, is it really possible? Is it really true? Huh? While many Memory preserves everything else. Seems like they can remember everything but him. But lest we forget, I'm here to remind us today 
Now, I'm not going to preach long, but I'm here to remind us, lest we forget, lest we become so caught up in what's going on around us. You know, when you look at CNN, you look at Channel 10 and Channel 8 or whatever channel you look at, when you look at Facebook, it's easy to get caught up. I don't care how much you pray. I don't care how much you sing. I don't care how saved you think you are. It's easy to get caught up in what's going on around us. And please trust me, please trust me. Pastor's not trying to say that what's going on around us is not important. I believe it's very important. But please, my brothers and my sisters, do God a favor today. Don't get so caught up in what's going on around you that you forget all about him. But lest we forget, I stop by just to remind us, hallelujah, the table is set to remind us here today. The cup has been refilled and the bread has been rebroken, both to remind us of the blood and body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And beyond the substances, we have the story. If you didn't have no bread, if you don't have no grape juice, if you don't have no crackers, please don't worry about it because we still have uh, the story. Well, 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 the bread reminds us that his body was broken for the sins of this world. And the cup reminds us that without shedding of innocent blood, there would be no forgiveness uh, of sin. And I don't know about you here today, I'm glad that Jesus shed his blood on Calvary. It was on a hill called Golgotha, where Jesus suffered in my place. He suffered in your place. For six long hours, he hung there, being mocked, being ridiculed, being laughed at and humiliated. Oh, but he stayed there. Somebody ought to shout, I'm glad he stayed there. Some of us wouldn't have had the patience to stay there. Oh, but I'm glad that he stayed there. Jesus had the power to come down, but I want you to know he stayed there. He declared, no man taketh my life from me. He said, I have power to lay it down. And with the same power I lay my life down with, I'm able to pick it back up again. But I want y'all to know he stayed there. He endured the cross. He bore the nails. He suffered the shame. And Jesus took the storm. And he did it, hallelujah, for your sins. He did it for my sins, my past sins, my present sins, and my future sins. Somebody ought to shout, I'm glad that he stayed there. He did it for the sins of the world. And that's why we're celebrating today, Communion Sunday. That's why we're celebrating the Lord's Supper. Uh, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot forget what Jesus did. We cannot forget what he went through. We eat the bread in remembrance. We drink the cup 
in remembrance. We commemorate, we celebrate. I need y'all to know this is a day of celebration. Ah, I said, this is a day of celebration. You might be broke, but I dare you to celebrate. You might not be feeling well, but I dare you to celebrate. This is a day that we set aside to celebrate. If it had not been for Jesus, and if it had not been for Calvary's cross, I want you to know it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the burden of my heart was rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. And now I'm happy all of the day. You all do know, you do know, I'm closing, that there is a fountain and it's filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein. Sinners plunge beneath that flood. They lose all of their guilty stain. Oh, you ought to shout here today. You ought to rejoice in the God of your salvation. You ought to shout that in remembrance of Jesus, I will eat this bread. In remembrance of him, I will drink this cup and I will thank God for his love. I'll thank God for Jesus' blood. Why don't you take a moment and put your hands together and thank God. God, I thank you for your blood. Right now, we're not thanking him for our health and strength. We're not thanking him because he's been a great provider. We're not thanking him because we have food to eat this afternoon. But right now, God, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for your blood. I want to thank you because you hunger for all of my hangups. I want to thank you, oh God, because I know the blood still works. How many of you all know the blood still works? That when I fall short and when I miss the mark and when I find myself in sin, I know, I know the old songwriter wrote the question, what can wash away all of my sins? Somebody ought to shout nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Somebody you feel broken. Somebody you feel sad. Somebody you feel let down. Somebody you feel like your way is dark. I want you to know the blood still works, that he can make you whole again. Somebody feel like Humpty Dumpty. You felt like you've been sitting on the wall and feeling like somebody pushed you off that wall and your life has crumbled into pieces and it seemed like that your life can't be put back together again. But I stop right here to tell you the devil is a liar because the blood of Jesus, it will never lose its power, reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley, the blood, the blood, somebody ought to say the blood. The blood still works. I never will forget my mother growing up as a little boy. We don't plead the blood like we used to. But the old saints, I said the old saints, you hear them walking around the house. You hear them saying the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. When she would wash clothes, sound like the washing machine was saying, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. When she put dishes in the dishwasher, it sounded like the dishwasher was saying the blood, the blood. Somebody here today, my God, you ought to plead the blood. You ought to plead the blood over your children. Plead the blood over your entire family.
Plead the blood over your neighborhood. Plead the blood over your life. Because I stopped back here to let you know that the blood still works. The blood gives me strength from day to day. When it seems like I can't hardly put one foot in front of the other, I need y'all to know the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. It gives me strength. The blood gives me power. The blood gives me life. I don't know about y'all, I'm living life. I'm just wondering, is anybody else living life? I'm not sitting around talking about they trying to take control of us. And they trying to tell me when I can go and when I can't go. First of all, don't tell me what I cannot do when Jesus is my fortress. And don't tell me where I cannot go when a constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow and I know he's watching me. I need y'all to know I'm living life because I'm living life in Jesus Christ. Life does not consist of the abundance of things, but we have life over in the Holy Ghost. And I'm just wondering, is there anybody that have the Holy Ghost? You need to understand that if you have the Holy Ghost, you have life and you can, you can rejoice in the God of your salvation. And so the blood gives me life. The blood shows me love. And I dare not forget. And I will always remember. And I will always keep him on my mind. And if you're listening here today, no matter by which means you are listening, I want you to know you may feel like you're in the gutter. But I stop by here to let you know that the blood of Jesus can reach down to the guttermost. He can lift you up to the utmost. No sin that you've committed is beyond the scope and the power of Jesus' blood. And he gives us the invitation today. And he said, whosoever will, let them come. Come on without money. Come on without price. Come just the way you are. You can come drunk. Because how many of y'all ever seen God take a drunk man? Clean him up right on the spot. God can take the prostitute off the corner, put a choir robe on their back, and have them singing the blood still works. God can do anything but fail. You don't get too low where God cannot pick you up. And I want you to know today that the blood still works. And my brothers and sisters, as I come hurriedly down to a close, I want you to know here today that it doesn't matter your plot in life. You've been born again. And so when we take off the cup, when we take off the bread that is his body, when we drink whatever the juice we're going to drink, by faith, it represents his blood. Do it in remembrance of him. Don't do it out of formality. Do it in remembrance of him. Everybody close your eyes. Bow your heads. I'm done. <clears throat> I'm not finished, but I'm going to quit unless I preach too long. There may be a sinner out there today. There may be a sinner out there today that don't know Jesus as a personal Savior. You haven't accepted him into your life. I want you to know the blood 
still works. Jesus can save you right where you are. You don't have to be inside the church building. He can save you right where you are. He says, come to me. Come to me right where you are. All you have to do is just accept him into your life. Just believe that he's a son of God. They buried him. He rose on the third day. Just confess your sins to the Lord. The Bible said he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. To every sinner man, sinner woman, sinner boy, sinner girl that want to experience the blood of Jesus. I want you to know today is your day. This is your hour to become a part of the kingdom of God, not church membership, to become a part of the kingdom of God. You may say, Reverend, Pastor, whatever you want to call me. You may say, my life is too ragged. I stop out here to tell you, no, it's not. No, it's not. Jesus loves you. He loves you right where you are. And he died for your sins. I challenge you. I challenge you. I challenge you to just repeat this prayer after me. I challenge you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner and I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. I believe that your only begotten son, Jesus Christ, shed his precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sins. You said in the Bible that if we confess the Lord our God and believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, we shall be saved. Right now, I confess Jesus as my Lord. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead this very moment. I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And according to his word, right now, I am saved. Somebody ought to put their hands together. Whomever prayed this prayer, I want you to know right now, right this second, you are saved. It's that simple. Don't complicate it. Right now, you are saved. If you prayed this prayer, I want you to do one simple thing. One simple thing. I want you to go to our website, www. Greater St. Luke, C-O-G-I-C dot com. Go to our website. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to the contact. And I want you to email us. It's right there for you. I want you to email us that 
Today, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and my Savior. And here's what I want to do. I want to help you understand what has just taken place in your life. And I want to send you some reading material in regards to your new life in Christ. Don't worry, it ain't going to cost you a dime. Don't worry. I'm not looking for your money. I'm just happy that you are now a part of the kingdom of God. Go to the website, www.greatersaintlukecogic.com. Go to the contact. And all you got to say is, I believe God. And just say, Reverend, thank you for my new life in Jesus Christ. And then send me an address. And I will make sure you get the material free of charge that will help you with your new life in Jesus 